It might sound like Jesus is dismissing his family here today. Who is my mother? Who are my brothers? But what he's actually what he's actually doing is using this moment as an opportunity to make a shocking and extraordinary claim that anyone can be drawn into a family relationship with God. Anyone can live as a member of God's family. Now, that in itself uh, uh, needs a lot of unpacking and a lot of reflection, a lot more than we can do in, in this homily or, or one day or even you know, um, a whole week of reflecting on, on that in itself. It's really important that um, when, we, when we make big claims like this, when we reflect on the fact that we are part of God's family, we, we don't just sort of think, oh, that's nice, but we, we take time to reflect upon that. What does that mean, that I'm a part of God's family? Have you ever thought of that? What does it mean for me to be a son of God? What does that say about who I am? What does that say about what I have access to, what my life's about? I mean, it's extraordinary. Right? I didn't want to just sort of pass over that, but that's, that's the first thing that Jesus is claiming here, that we can be drawn into his family. In fact, we are. But what he also seems to be saying is that the bonds of our spiritual family are as important and perhaps even more important than our human family bonds, our blood bonds. Who are, who are my mother who are my brothers? And he's stretching out to his disciples. He said... Those who do the will of my father, my mother, my brother. Jesus then, as you can see, gives only one condition. If we want to be drawn into his family, anyone who does the will of my father in heaven, that's the only condition. Now, um, we know, uh, I'm, I'm sure, that our faith in Christ begins with the ascent of our, our mind and our will, right? Uh, St. Paul says that uh, anyone who professes with their lips and believes in their heart that Jesus is, is Lord, they're saved, right? Uh, so it's, it's through, our, through our, our, our profession of faith, through our, our belief uh, that we're, we're drawn into this family, into this new dimension which we call the kingdom of God. And there we, we, we start to access our, our, our new identity as sons and daughters. But what Jesus is, is, is claiming today is that it's, it's obedience to God's will uh, that ultimately enables us to remain in this grace. Right? It's one thing to profess faith right? or, or to um, live kind of, you know, follow a religious pattern of life, you know, coming to Mass and doing things like that. that that's, that's one level, but, but the deeper level is aligning ourselves to God's will, right? That's what enables us to remain uh, in this grace, in this kingdom, in the family. That's what enables us to, to step into our fullest identity as sons and daughters of God. So it's a big theme, isn't it, the will of God? And, and of course, there are different levels whenever we, we're talking about God's will, uh, you know, there's the general level, which we might talk about as God's law, as the commandments, you know, the ways that God has calls us to live. But there's also a will of God for us personally. St. Paul says that all who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. There's something about how 
God leads us all individually by the power of his spirit. That's really significant here. What what we're recognising is that God is big and powerful and thoughtful enough to have a plan for each one of us individually. And that plan is his will. It's really important. It's important for God, it's important for us, it's important for the world, that we're open to that. Often when we think about God's will for us, we probably think of the big decisions, like, oh, does God want me to get married or be a priest or be a sister or, um, I don't know, big decisions. What does he want me to do with my, my work? And, you know, and that's, that's part of God's will for sure. But I think it's also important for us to, 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 to remember that, that God is powerful and, and personal enough to be leading us in the small everyday decisions too. About who he wants us perhaps to spend time with today or, or call today or um, whatever. I mean, you, we, I'm sure we're all conscious of how God sort of nudges us in small, very subtle, everyday ways. And what I want to suggest is that the way that we arrive at the big decisions that God calls us to make is by being faithful to the small, everyday ones. Let's not forget those. That's perhaps the starting point when it comes to God's will, God's personal will for us, to be open. Really important, I'd suggest, that we pray every morning, that we we ask for that grace to be open. God, how lead me today, you know. What, what do you have in store for me today, Lord? <laughs> Help me to be open. Help me to be docile to your will. Help me to be brave and obedient. And, and, and of course, it's important we do that without overanalyzing. It's like, oh, oh, should I go here or here? And then we, sometimes we can spend five minutes you know, ponder, you know, pondering. We, we don't want to overanalyze, right? But um, just, you know, as best we can, be open to how God might be leading us in, in our everyday decisions. And, and, and of course, the other really key part in all this, if we want to be open to God's will, is we need to be growing in um, our practice of presence, uh, our awareness, right? Sometimes we get into the day, we might say that prayer, God, lead me today. Then we get into the day and we're like all lost in our heads, right? We've got no consciousness of God speaking to us because we've got a billion things happening and we're you know, thinking of all these things. and So really important as we grow in our spiritual maturity, in fact, the only way to grow spiritually, I would suggest, is to become more and more present, more and more conscious um, of what's happening in us, you know, and not sort of getting lost in all the stuff. <laughs>